Galatians 6 says this. Verse 1, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. I want you to underline that, highlight that, put that in your phone, whatever that is. Each one in verse four, should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else, for each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please the sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Remember, that's what we talked about last week. What you feed the most is what's gonna win. And so we really focused on feeding the Spirit versus the flesh last week. I don't know how that went for you when you walked out of here, but I know for some of you it was huge. Continue to feed the Spirit through the Word, through worship 24-7, through prayer. Feed the Spirit and the spirit will win when the enemy tries to come because the enemy is very real. Verse nine, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So don't stop doing good. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong in the family of believers. So let's break this down. Galatians 6, verse 1. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, by the way, ladies, I know it says brothers and bro and men and he and you too, okay? So you're like, oh, this is not for me. No, totally, 100% for you too. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, right there, when he talks about First off, let's just say, let's say what sin is. Sin is uh, complete opposite of the way we are living uh, for Christ. Sin is opposite of Jesus. Sin looks like the world. What's the world? The world is anything that is not of God, anything that is not um, of God. It's the opposite of Christ. Well, how do I know if I'm sinning? Are you doing what the word of God says, the Bible and the most of the time you know if you're sinning, especially if you're a Christian, because there's the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you and you know. And so he says right here, anyone, if someone is caught in a sin, this is not a continual sin, this is something that you got tripped up. Like you were doing awesome, you were, you were rocking and rolling, God was doing great things, you were, but then something happened, you kinda got tripped up in a sin. It says if anybody is caught, if anybody gets tripped up, Christians, if anybody gets tripped up, messed up, they, 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 they messed up, look what he says. You who live by the Spirit, we just talked about this last week, flesh versus spirit, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Restore the person gently. 
The word restore is talking pretty much about putting a bone back in place. Some of you have had that happen before, where they have to... That was horrible, but it feels good now. That's literally what that word means. To set a bone back in place, to restore, to put back into order. And it says to do it gently. So let's just, let's just say this again. If you know somebody, a friend of yours, and they're walking with the Lord, and you notice that they have been tripped up by sin, it is your job to tell them and to restore them gently. This doesn't look like this. When your friend makes a mistake and you know that they shouldn't have done that or you don't understand why they did it, this does not look like you blasting them on social media. Oh, they talked about la, 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 bam, and you just blow up. No, wrong. This does not mean you go up to them and be like, you're a loser. You're going straight to hell. No, okay? That's not gentle. Okay? Restoring them gently equals loving them. And Christians, just because you don't agree with somebody and something that someone does, it doesn't mean you get to just put them on blast and you just get to put them down and make them feel, are y'all good right here? You boys? Chill. Cool? That was gentle, I promise. I can come harder next time. It'll still be gentle. Thank you. There's times whenever we come as Christians and someone does something wrong and we just do exactly what I just did, but a thousand times worse. And people around you are like, man, you, should, you, you don't need to be doing that. And what it does is, what it actually does is it makes people think, man, if that's what Christianity is about, just you being a jerk to everybody because you think you're higher than everybody, they're out. It says to do it gently. It says to do it in love. In love. Hey, I just want you to know. So, so you have a friend. They've messed up. A family member. They've messed up. Someone you know. They've messed up. You go to that person and say, hey, I just want you to know I love you. I'm here for you. Let me know what I can do to help you. Let's pray. You guys, that is gentle. Let's keep going. Verse one, but watch yourself, comma. Why would Paul say let's wa to watch yourself? Here's why. Paul knows that the enemy is real. And if you're hanging out with people, you're hanging out with someone who's been tripped up by a sin and you're going to that person, there's a chance that you may actually fall into the same trap. There's a chance that the enemy sees that and pulls you in. And so that's why he says, be careful, watch yourself. If you're not spiritually prepared to go and help that person, then find somebody that is. Find somebody that you can take with you to go and restore that person gently, not via text, not on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Face to face. But be very careful because the enemy wants to destroy you. And I hate the stories of amazing, godly people who were rocking and rolling with the Lord and things were going amazing. And then somehow you talk to them and I say, man, what happened? They're like, well, I just got caught up with my, these friends. 
There's somebody in the room that we've talked and you have said that thing to me. I was trying to help my friend and the next thing you know, I'm out doing exactly what they're doing. He says to be careful, watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Verse two, carry each other's burdens. What's a burden? You all know what a burden is. It's something that's heavy, something that is hard, something that weighs you down, something that when you wake up in the morning, you feel this, and it sometimes just knocks the breath out of you. And let me just tell you something. We all have burdens in our life, even myself. We all have things that happen. Life happens. Being a Christian is hard. Living life is tough. And he says right here, Paul says, to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The word burden means heavy weight or a stone. Are you, are you the type of friend, are you the type of person that whenever you see somebody that has a burden on their life, do you kind of walk by them or do you stop, hey, can I take that from you? Are you the type of person whenever someone maybe smaller than you or you see someone struggling and they've got like a super heavy backpack <laughs> and you're like, you know, let, let, me, let, me, let me put that on. Let me hold that for you. No, 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 I got it. No, let me, let me do that. Is that you? Or are you the type of person whenever you know somebody has a burden, they have a heavy weight, you just kind of walk by? Because it says right here, those that carry each other's burdens, those that put on the other person's backpack. Now, I know some of you are going to be like, Michael, give me your backpack. I'll take your burden. And I'm like, you didn't listen. That's going to happen, I promise. I'm looking at some of you that will do that. But it truly does, meaning that you are the type of person who is willing to go up to somebody and say, you know what, I know you're struggling. How can I help you? Christians, that's how we should be. If you're a Christian in this room, you should not be the one passing everybody up. You should not be the one liking all the stuff that you know you shouldn't be liking. You should be the one going to those people and saying, hey, I just want you to know, I wanna help you. And believe it or not, even whatever, however old you are, whatever you think about yourself, if you prayed with that person, it could change your in their life. And it could take the burden off of them. And a lot of people don't want to admit that they have burdens. A lot of people aren't willing to say they have problems. When you start to admit that you have a burden, that you're struggling with something, there is freedom in that. And you're looking at somebody who has done that multiple times. If you're looking at me, that's the somebody. And I have learned to live in the light. What does that mean? That means this, I'm the same person on the stage that I am off the stage. If I have a problem, I get rid of it immediately. If I have a problem with somebody, I go to that person. You never have to guess if I'm mad at you. I'll just tell you, or I'll call you out. You'll never have to guess that. You never have to, well, what's Michael thinking? No, I'll tell you. Gently, most of the time. But I'm done living life hiding issues. I have told you before, and I'll say it again. I have had a struggle, and I struggle currently with anxiety, and that's real. 
And I lived that for a few years and didn't tell anybody, including my wife. And now I see counseling for it and I get help and I'm learning about it. But it is still very hard and that is real. I'm a very real person and I'm telling you right now there is freedom in that. And some people would say, well, you're a pastor, you shouldn't do that. No, I disagree with you. I'm real. I can't fake my life. I'm not going to, I tried and it's very hard. I am the same person on the stage that I am off the stage, that I am home, that I am on the basketball court, that I am a beach retreat, that I'm the same human. And I ask people all the time, I don't wanna lie. I mean, I asked my staff today, a few of them, hey, just I don't wanna lie about this when I say it. Do you really think I'm the same? Yeah. No, I mess up, I'm not perfect. But there's freedom in that. What about you? Are you real? Do you live in the light? Verse three, if anyone thinks there's something when they're not, they deceive themselves. Verse four, each one should test their own actions. I said to underline that. I said to highlight that. I said to make that a big deal. Test your own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. You ever done that? Compared yourself to someone else? For each one should carry their own load. Christian, stop comparing yourself to other Christians. Stop. Stop comparing yourself to another Christian. Well, I'm doing better than them. <laughs> Compare yourself to Christ. Then how are you doing? The problem is we live in a world when we can't get away from comparison game. You can't get away from looking at stuff that you're like, man, their life looks so perfect on social media. You can't get away from it. It's all over the place. If you follow whoever, you follow a thousand people on your phone, then you're looking at it and you're just like, man, wow. You don't really say that. You may not really think that, but there's a part of you that you see all this stuff on Instagram and you're, or whatever it is that you look at. And no one's out there putting out these like really bad pictures, right? I mean, no one's doing that. No one's like, man, I got a zit right here. Hey, boop, Instagram. No one, no one is doing that. No one's. But I've learned that everybody's doing that. Finsta. Finsta. If you don't know what that is, great. If you do, great. Let me say this, it's not bad, but some of it is. So what I have done as your pastor is I have followed some of your Finsta accounts. Here's one picture. You know this person, great. I love this person. They may hate me now, and that's okay. This is not the real Instagram account. This is their fake Instagram account. Craving CFA, but crying in the club. That's funny, okay? I'm just being real. I'm just being honest. I saw that, and I laughed. I don't know what in the world that means. 
And the same person, all their pictures, like you don't see their mouth. Cool. Great. Funny. I get it. Okay, let's go to another one. I prefer you not laugh right now. I wish I didn't feel like everyone hated me and I wish I wasn't always everyone's second option, but it's fine, I'm fine. Liked by 23 people. Liked by 23 people who know about this account. Some of you are freaking out right now because your Finsta does not look like this. I haven't looked at all these. Let's, let's look at another one. Let's look at another one. Boothang. I know that guy. <laughs> I get it. Look, some, some people have these and they're hilarious. All right? I, I get it. Like they are, they're, they're funny. You're like, how did you find it? Well, they're funny. And some people do it just to be funny. And I would encourage you to be real. And I understand that's how you express yourself in this generation. I understand that you don't have a journal. I understand that you now have a digital journal. Your journal is digital. My journal, I wrote it down on a piece of paper. Let's go to another one. All right, let's get that off. Wow. Put it back on. Take it off. That's the problem. Teenagers, listen. I want to encourage you to live in the light. You're like, man, he can't do that. I can and I just did. Why would you do that? Because I love these people. And because I feel strongly that what happens in the darkness needs to be brought to the light. And I want you to know what's happening right now is I am restoring you gently. And it is my prayer that everybody in this room, if you are living a double life, two lives, you are one way, and I am just gonna talk about Instagram because the truth is, for some of you, that is your life. If you are living a double life, you come in here or you go somewhere and you act like one way, but the truth is you have a Finsta or you have a different life and you're writing stuff on there about your parents and you're cussing and you're putting up pictures and you're doing things and you're liking other people's stuff and all this stuff is kind of going on behind the scenes on a social media account, then I'm just real curious, listen to me, what is happening in your life? What is happening in your real life? Because I promise you there's going to be a day when you stand in front of the Father, Jesus Christ. He's not gonna say, hey, cool Finsta. And I'm not saying if you have this, you don't love Jesus, understand. Some of you have it in your whatever. But some of you are doing this and it's absolutely horrible. The truth is, every single one of those teenagers, I had their permission to show their stuff. I asked them if I could do that. 
And it was very hard for some of them, especially the last one. What happens in the darkness will always be brought to light. That is biblical. It will always be found out. So Christians, let me ask you a question. Whenever you see people doing this kind of stuff, are you liking it or are you going to that person and say, hey, you know what, I want to help you. I want to help you. Because the truth is, if you're doing it now, then whenever you grow, grow up, you're like, I'm growing up. No, you're not grown. And you have a family, most likely, you're going to continue to live this double life and you're going to kill your family. You're going to destroy your family. Because you're not being real to your family, to your husband or to your wife. So I would encourage you to stop right now. Stop living fake right now. The problem is you don't feel safe coming to me. You don't feel safe going to your parents. You don't feel safe going to anybody else about the things, the burdens in your life. And so what you do is you put it out there and you hope that somebody hears your cry. I want you to know that Jesus hears your cry. Have you talked to him about it? Have you talked to him about your burdens? Have you talked to him? Verse six, nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Students, adults, whoever's listening to this, let me just tell you something. When you can live in the light and you get these things off your chest and you stop hiding all these struggles, you stop hiding all these addictions, you stop hiding all these things, the freedom in that is absolutely incredible. There is freedom in that. And then you, some of you, when you wake up, you cannot even stand because the burden of this double life is on you. This burden of justice, you feel this, ah, and you, at times you don't know how to act, you don't know what to do. And you can't even stand freely because you have this heavy burden on you. And you're just hoping that somebody will come and take it off. You're hoping, man, maybe somebody will see this quote. Maybe somebody will see this face. Maybe somebody will notice me today. Maybe somebody will love me today. And you, you can't even get out of bed. You don't want to. The truth is, is that Jesus Christ is standing there and his arms are wide open. He says, hey, I'm right here. Give me the burden. Give me whatever it is that is causing you not to be able to move, to stand, to get out of bed. He's there, arms saying, I, I'm here. You don't have to live this way. You don't have to live hiding. But the problem is, is that we're so good at living two lives. We act like everything is okay. and We don't give him really what we need to. If you can listen to what I am saying right now, God is 100% using this moment. If you can listen to this right now and what I am just said to you, this will change your life. Students, adults, walk in freedom. Give him your burden. Give him your other life. Give him everything. And you will be able to stand and you will be able to be free you will worship different, you will read the word different, you will eventually, what he says right here is you will tell people, hey, I just want you to know that Jesus Christ, he wants that burden, and when you give it to him, I'm telling you, there's freedom in that. And you can say that for real because you don't have a fake life with other things going on that all the other people that you're trying to tell people about Jesus, they know about that too. 
And this isn't just about another Instagram account. If that's all you got tonight, you missed it. This is about another life. It's about walking in the light. And it's about you seeing people that are hurting, you seeing people that are struggling like you just saw and going to those people and saying, hey, can I take that? Because I wanna give it to Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ, check this out, Jesus Christ, no joke, he came to earth for us. Jesus Christ, he came down from heaven and he walked on earth for us. He walked around, he hung out with us, he was real, he touched people, he hung out with people, he preached to people, he healed people, he walked on water, he brought people that were dead, he brought them back to life. That was real. And I'm telling you right now, how, how do you know that's real? Here's how I know it's real. It's because my life is a living example of Jesus Christ changing me. I was one way and then I accepted him into my heart and I was a completely different person and I walk in freedom. And yes, it's hard, it's a struggle. I have issues, I got problems, but I promise you it feels real good when I can talk to a risen savior, someone who came to earth, someone who, is, who wants my pain and wants everything. Tonight, what do you need to give to him? What is your burden? What is the pain? What is the second life that you're living? Give it to him. Maybe for some of you, you need to give him your life right now. You need to say, Jesus, I need you. Maybe you need to do that tonight. And that's called asking him into your heart and being a Christian and living with him and walking with him daily. So with no one looking around, right?